0: in the book of Genesis, still, Genesis chapter eighteen, <clears throat> we're in verse eleven. This is one of those passages that is that is very humor humorous and insightful. It's insightful just as far as just seeing how a couple reacts to each other and dealing with a very stressful issue. And the stressful issue is that they've got a promise that they know God's made for them, and they just, they're struggling to deal with it. And they're struggling to figure out exactly what what God's wanting, exactly what to do. They've done something that probably is going to cause problems for a long time to come. And in fact, it has. It caused a lot of problems for a long time to come. Although I would say to you that no one's life is unimportant. And Ishmael and Hagar's life were very important. And God brought about Ishmael for a purpose, and uh, He's brought about that those events. He He allowed those events to take place, and uh, He knew that they would take place. He knew that Abraham and Sarah would would not would not totally trust Him. He knows that you struggle with trusting Him. He knows that we have difficulty in trusting Him in all situations. And when we come to this passage, I think it's very very enlightening as to uh, relationship issues. And it, I think it's I think it's of great importance also as far as looking at and understanding and seeing the importance of issues that have to do with trusting God. It says now Abraham and Sarah were old. And they were well advanced in age. And this is a continuing theme. It, every time it, it, it says this in Genesis, and it says it for a couple of chapters, they're getting older every time it says. It's almost like God is, t- is saying to you, I'm going to let this simmer for a while. That's what Pastor Terry says. Let's let that simmer for a while. That's true. We sometimes need to allow certain things to just sit there and simmer and allow it to happen. God's doing that with Abraham and Sarah. When he told them, when he gave the promise, they were both of an age where they could have children. The first time he had to reiterate that promise, they had become old and were too old to have children. That's the first time he reiterated the promise. This is the third time he's reiterated. And years have passed since the first time he reiterated the promise. And the first time he took him out of the tent, and showed him the stars of the heavens and said, your, your offspring will be as many as the stars in the heavens. As you're looking at that, and as you're thinking about that and studying that, You realize, God, why do you keep telling him the promise and not fulfilling the promise? Uh, Like I said, the last two times we've been together, we're not on our time. We're on God's time. He's the author of time and space. He's the author of creation. And so when we're studying and when we're thinking about uh, what God's promises are to us, and when we're thinking about our life in the future and the things that are to come, Down the road, oftentimes we want, we want, we're a consumer society. We want it now. We want God's promises to happen now. What if his promises happen now? The timing might be off. The timing for other things that your promises is going to effectuate. The things that God has planned. And remember, this is not according to our plans, this is according to God's plans. He said, Now, Abraham and Sarah were old well advanced in age and sarah had passed the age of childbearing obviously and god is trying to nail that down for you he is trying to make sure you understand when he's going to when he's going to meet this need when he's going to fulfill this promise he's going to do it at a time and a place where it was it would be impossible for anybody else to do it he's going to do it in such a way that it is guaranteed to be god it had to be god doing it No one else, no way else could it have happened. It has to be powerful and miraculous. And you know what? I want God involved in the little things of my life. I want him involved in the little things that are going on around me. I want him to be actively involved in all that has happened in my life. But every once in a while, I want things to happen. And God definitely likes for things to happen in such a way where when you look at it, you say that could only be God. It can only be God that did this. It was. It's only God that's that miraculous. It's only God that works, that could work this. And you know what? In every person's life, the miraculous from God is not something that we should just seek all the time, but it's something that God is going to provide to you to prove to you how wonderful he is, how big he is, how able he is uh, to fulfill his promises, how able he is to meet your needs, how able he is to do the things that cannot be done by yourself or anyone else in this world or anything else in this world. And so he, with Abraham and Sarah, for this promise, this one promise for them, he is going to make sure that they understand it is a miraculous promise. She's way beyond years. She passed the age of childbearing. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself saying, After I've grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also. Meaning, mean, mean, that's got a meaning to it, okay? But I'm not going to put it on Facebook. That that means that, you know, both of them were not sexually active, prolific. Anyway, that's really what it's talking about. And Sarah asked a pretty good question. How are we going (laughs) to... She's saying, not only are we too old to have children, we're too old to make children. How are we going to do this? We're old. That's what she's saying. Am I going to actually, and my husband, he ain't able to do it either. And when I offered him Hagar, he was able. Now, neither one of us are really, that's not even something we do. You get the point. Yeah, I think we do. And you know what? That's why God is going to be miraculous in this. That's why God has waited this long. And Sarah laughed about it. Sarah chuckled in her own heart. And I don't know whether she's chuckling about herself. When she says, my Lord, being old also, she might have been just chuckling about Abraham. And how, as we get older with our husbands and wives, we chuckle about the things that they can and can't do. And we chuckle about the things that used to be that aren't anymore. I'm saying that's what Sarah was laughing about. and And she likely was not laughing about God's promises. She was laughing about the possibility. And all things are possible for those who believe. And and it says, and the Lord said to Abraham, because he wants to point it out, in some ways for me, and I don't know why it is, I might be just too irreverent at times. Maybe maybe I am too irreverent at times. Maybe I'm not reverent enough. Maybe that's why I don't like to be called reverent. The word means awful and terrible and fearful. And I would prefer not to be awful, terrible, and fearful. But reverence for God is dealing with God in his awfulness terribleness and fearfulness the reason you would deal with god in his awfulness terribleness and fearfulness is because that he's in judgment of you i'm not in that camp i'm not a part of that relationship uh well, i'm under the grace i'm under the i'm under the atoning sacrifice i'm under the i'm under the payment for sin and so i'm on the other side of the fence i'm not in I'm not in, I'm not in Hades. I'm in paradise. If you go into Old Testament, I'm not under the curse. I'm under the grace. And so I'm not, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not too reverend, but I think God is joking with Abraham here. I think Jesus is messing with Abraham here. Why you ask a question every once in a while, knowing that the other person knows the verse know the answer. And it's just for fun and kicks and giggles. You do that. Somebody comes in and they know the answer. They know the answer. And, and you ask it anyway, just to just to get a little gig in, a little poke in. Well, and sometimes in humor, God brings about a little bit of an increased faith in your own life. And he said, and the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I'm old? What he's saying is. See, y'all don't really believe. Y'all, y'all are giggling and chuckling. Is it because you can't or is it because you don't believe or is it because I can't? Which one is it? And and chuckling, I think, is important. I think the laughing is important. Laughter is a good medicine. He says, why did Sarah laugh? Do you think Jesus didn't know? Do you think the Lord God here, who is Jesus pre-incarnate, you think he didn't know why Sarah laughed? He knew why Sarah laughed and he knew what Abraham's issues might have been. Maybe. This is really actually underlying very humor. It really is. Shall I surely bear a child since I am old? Can I actually conceive a child because I'm old? Is any, I know my granddaddy used to joke about that stuff all the time, almost to the point where it's a little bit uncomfortable. And as we get older, that doesn't mean our minds forget all that kind of stuff. We just sometimes can't all right he says is anything too hard for the lord notice he's asking now look this is another rhetorical question now for abraham he needs to have it solidified in his mind god says can i make y'all can i make y'all conceive and give you a child absolutely i can he says is anything too hard for the lord this is a great question it could be a very stern hard question is anything too hard for the lord or it could be hey abraham is anything really too hard for me? Is anything too hard for me? Really, is anything too hard for me? And Abraham's going, no, Lord, it's not hard for you. But it is hard for us. It's difficult for us. At the appropriate time, notice, not now, <laughs> not even now. Not This is the third time we've discussed this, Lord. At the appointed pro- time, I will return to you according to the time of life, And Sarah shall have a son. Notice, he says, according to what time of life? If I'm Abraham, I ask, what time of life are you talking about, God? What are you talking about here? What time of life are you talking about? Remember, it's God's time. It's not our time. It's God's time. God gets to decide what time that is. God gets to decide when that happens. And for Abraham, God's deciding. God's deciding. It's not going to even be now. Even though y'all are laughing about not being able to, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, listen, at the appointed time, what time is that? The time I decide, not the time you decide, the time I decide. At the appointed time, the time that, that sovereign God has decided to do it, I will return to you. Notice, God is always returning to us, isn't he? And He always showing back up. The minute you think the miracles are over, the minute you think the whole hope is gone, he shows back up again. He says, I'm going to return to you according to the time of life and Sarah shall have a son. Remember, we talked about this Sunday. God is the author of life. God's the one who decides when life happens. God is the one who decides and designed life. You don't get to decide that. And we shouldn't decide when what life is valuable and what life is not valuable. Now, look, I'll go into it a little bit. We have God has given government the right to end life if a person has committed a crime such that life should be taken. Now, the government can decide whether or not they want to exercise that power or not. But those people that are having their life taken are not innocent people. They're not innocent. The reason the government is taking away the right to life is because they have acted in such a way that that it is forfeit to them. But when we're talking about Innocent life when we're talking about and remember not all life, not even human life is innocent in the sense of sinless. But we're talking of innocent in the sense of a reason why humanity would take away that life. And when we're talking about innocent life, you shouldn't you all life is valuable to God. He's the author of it. And we should not be taking that life at any point in time, at any season of life. But God brings about the life at the appointed time. God knows every hair on your head. Look. He knows every ant under your house. He knows He knows every earthworm deep inside the ground. He knows every fish out in the uh, lake in front of me. He knows how big they are. He knows their numbers. He knows their location. He knows everything every day. And life is valuable to God. And life is not only valuable to God, life is valuable to, we are valuable to him. We personally are valuable to him. He says, consider, consider the lilies of the field. They're adorned and dressed with splendor. And do I care for them more than I care for you? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't care for us more than the birds of the air or the animals of the field. He cares for us the most. We're the most valuable because he was willing to give his son's life for us. And we have that great value to him. And he says, and at the right time, I bring about life. And at the right time, I bring about purpose. Notice Sarah is not going to admit that she chuckled about this. I have a wife that she's just not going to give in sometimes. so She's just not going to give in. And she's strong-willed like that. And I like that about her. I like that about myself. He, he said, but Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. She, well, she's afraid. She's afraid God's going to be mad at her. She, and we notice here that God is not mad at her. God's not mad at her. He's not. He's just messing with Abraham, if you want to know the truth. That's what I think. I think he's messing with Abraham. I think he's having fun with Abraham. And I think he's having fun for a purpose. And that purpose is to increase Abraham's faith and to show him that the reason this has not happened is because I'm not letting it happen until it is absolutely, positively, 100% going to be a miracle that is attributed only to me. And, and Abraham is a little anxious about it and God is saying, I'm going to handle it. I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it all me when you see it happen. And Abraham said to him, said to her, it says, and he said, no, but you did laugh. He he said, that's not right. You did laugh. You did. And you laughed. And, but. I like laughing. One of the things, one of the things that I I enjoy the most is to laugh. Laugh at the situations of life, laugh with people, laugh about life, laugh about the things that God has made. As far as God is concerned, every time it's mentioned in scripture is something that is enjoyable, something that is fun, something that is exciting. A person who doesn't get to laugh very much misses out on life. And uh, Abraham and Sarah, they, they're going to miss out on life a lot if they don't laugh. But they have laughed. They have. You're going to miss out on life a lot if you don't laugh. And uh, I pray that you get to laugh a lot in life. I pray that you get to enjoy the life that God has given you because He ordained it from the foundation of time. And it's good for you, and it's good medicine for you. I pray that you'll laugh today. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you that he'll make his face to shine upon you and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus name.